4: It is the Jesse Kelly Show, another hour of the Jesse Kelly Show, and it is time to dig into the ministry of truth we apparently have now. Don't forget, tomorrow, tomorrow is an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday for you new listeners. There are no rules. Ask me anything. Whatever you email into jesse at jessekellyshow.com, I will go through them all and answer them. They don't have to be political. They can be. That's fine, obviously. But it can be anything. History, food, men, women, travel, employment. I, I don't care what it Dumb stuff. Movies. I, I don't care. Jesse at jessikellyshow.com. We're going to have a lot of fun like we always have on Fridays. Now, let's discuss the big news. This is the big I probably should have led the show with it. But Biden sets up a new disinformation governance board. Mayorkas was actually asked about this disinformation governance board, and here's what he had to say.
2: Can you share what steps you've taken and what future plans you have to address Spanish language mis- and disinformation through department-wide approach?
4: Our Office of
3: Policy, Office of Planning Policy and Strategy, also uh, is a leading effort. Our Undersecretary uh, for Policy, Rob Silvers, is co-chair uh, with our Principal Deputy General Counsel, Jennifer Gaskell in um leading a just recently constituted
4: uh a misinformation disinformation governance board a disinformation governance board and Jen Psaki unsurprisingly she was asked about this today uh what, what Jen, uh, disinformation board here's Jen Psaki
5: she had previously called the Hunter Biden laptop a, a Trump campaign Product, seeming hold to on, hold on. Pause it real quick.
4: Pause it real quick. She's being asked. I guess I should have set this up. That would have been the professional thing to do. She's being asked about the lady by the name of Nina Jankowicz. You've never heard of this person before. Just know she's a wretched communist. Someone who has herself pushed the Russian disinformation thing about the Hunter Biden laptop thing several times. She hates you. She hates everything you stand for. She's also going to be the head of the disinformation governance board. Now, Chris, start that again from the top. Jen Sucky was being asked about this today.
5: She had previously called the Hunter Biden laptop a, a Trump campaign product, seeming to discredit its validity or reporting surrounding that. How can, can you assuage concerns of people who are looking at this person who's been appointed to this position and wondering if she's going to be able to accurately judge misinformation now that a lot of that reporting has been uh, proven to be factual in some ways? Well, I don't have any comments on the laptop, but what I can tell you is that it sounds like the objective of the board is to prevent disinformation and misinformation from traveling around the country in a range of communities. I'm not sure who opposes that effort.
4: Hmm. Jen Suckey's very, very concerned about disinformation. Very concerned. So concerned. I mean, all these people are concerned. Can Can you imagine what would happen? Can you imagine what would happen if disinformation was just allowed to spread throughout the country? How damaging could it be if so many people were told a blatant lie and ended up believing it? There's no evidence that Hunter Biden has done anything wrong.
2: There is no evidence of any wrongdoing between uh, uh, by Biden, by Joe Biden or by Hunter Biden. There's no evidence that Joe Biden actually did anything wrong or did anything to sway things in Hunter Biden's favor. He's denied that his son ever lobbied him for anything. There is nothing Hunter. There is nothing Mm -hmm. wrong that Vice President Biden did.
3: President Trump has falsely accused your son of doing something wrong while serving on a company board in Ukraine. I want to point out there's no evidence of wrongdoing by either one
5: of you.
4: There is no evidence that anybody did anything illegal uh, regarding the Bidens uh, and, and Ukraine, and, and Joe Biden was carrying out U.S. policy.
5: President Trump wanted
6: dirt on Joe and Hunter Biden. Trump's claims about wrongdoing here are unsubstantiated. We have looked lots of out outlets have looked
5: hunter biden did nothing wrong vice
2: president biden uh, did nothing wrong and every single media outlet has said that there are no there's no there there to these allegations lies and smears politifact
3: found no evidence to support the idea that joe biden advocated with his son's interests in mind
4: we all know what's going on here They're not interested in stopping disinformation. They're interested in spreading disinformation. Whatever disinformation will help them and hurt you. That's what they're interested in. That's what's going on here right now. And my question is, what will the GOP response be? Because let's be frank. If you're going to set up a new disinformation governance board under the Department of Homeland Security... Remember, uh, Department of Homeland Security has some authority out here. If you're going to set up a disinformation governance board, I think we all deserve to know what kind of authority exactly are these people going to have? I mean, they're not there just to be there, are they? They're going to do something. Is this organization going to have the power to arrest and charge? Are they going to have the power to make arrest and charging recommendations to people like the FBI? What kind of power is the new communist run disinformation governance board going to have? And what is the right going to do about it? Because don't get me wrong. I'm kind of excited. And when I say I'm kind of excited, this is what I mean. I opened the show tonight. In case you missed it, the whole show's on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. Just go download the podcast. I opened up the show tonight talking about government malfeasance and how we really, really, really need somebody. We need a group of some kind to go after the government. We need somebody to go after the government, arrest people, and make criminal prosecutions. CDC, FDA, FBI, NSA, CIA, the, the whole list of them. Politicians. If I took over oh, I'd use the disinformation governance board against the government because the last thing in the world we need is people believing disinformation.
6: Right-wing media's latest obsession with Hunter Biden. Yeah, we are going there.
2: The New York Post story that dropped like a bomb last week, seemingly implicating Hunter and Joe Biden, continues to wither under scrutiny, not really dropping like a bomb. Hunter Biden isn't running for president. That argument has been debunked. Mike, what are they pushing? Uh, Emails
6: reported by the New York Post that we can't authenticate.
5: Never really explained to a general audience what those unsubstantiated charges were all about.
6: What can
5: be verified? The
6: laptop. Why do you say that? Because even the family verified.
2: hasn't. A very well focus on Hunter Biden, Joe Biden's son, and the potential disinformation that is filtrating.
3: He again brought up unverified accusations about Hunter Biden's financial dealings.
6: It's much better for Twitter to let people read the New York Post article and sit there and laugh at the hokey story. It, this one from the New York Post is almost like a.
4: a yeah, you, you, you get the message. We all know what this is, and we all know, let's be clear about this, we all know why this is. How many times have we had this conversation on the show that we are facing a red wave in November? That's not news, right? You don't, you don't, need, you don't need Journalist Jesse for that. It's Journalist Jesse. In all seriousness, you don't need Journalist Jesse for that. Everyone with eyes can see that. We've talked endlessly, though, about the fact these people don't just hand back power. They're not just going to give this up. They're not, they're not sitting around a table right now saying, ah, dang it. We messed, look, guys, we messed up. All right, we messed up, and we're going to get voted out, and that's just the way it's going to be. Hey, we'll get them next time. They don't think like that. They're not going to think like that. So what are they going to do? They're going to do the thing the right has never done. They're going to use the power they have in order to keep power and get more of it. That's what they do so well, and we're terrible at it. We handcuff ourselves all the time by our, quote, principles, which are oftentimes just excuses to do nothing. Democrats don't do that. You're facing a potential bloodbath at the polls in November. Hey, no big deal. Let's pay off student loans. And, uh, what else can we do? Hey, uh, I have an idea, Bob. Why don't we, why don't we set up a ministry of truth? Then we can simply attack anybody who disagrees with us as spreading disinformation. Shoot. If we really want to get radical, we'll get the federal Bureau of investigation to meet and assign terrorist threat tags to parents who show up angrily at school board meetings That's what I'd do if I was a corrupt regime interested in hanging on to power. That's exactly what I'd do. Oh, speaking of student loans, I know this is going to be offensive. I understand that, but I'm an offensive person. But remember, it's not your mommy's show. It's your daddy's show. We're going to have a talk about all the student loan stuff here in a second, and then I'll finally get to some emails. We're going to have some more fun on the Jesse Kelly show. I do want to get to this email first, though. Hey, Jesse, I wanted to tell you and your listeners that Eden Pure is the real thing it's not a gimmick I have this closet in my house that has smelled for years I've done everything washed the walls replaced the carpet cleaned the air ducts nothing worked except Eden Pure seriously says it with an exclamation point I plugged in one of the three units offer code JESSE3 and within 30 seconds no joke 30 seconds the smell was gone and I don't mean covered up the smell was gone it truly smelled like nothing It was like a thunderstorm had just passed through. It really does live up to its name. Thank you for advertising a great product. Shogun forever, he says. Uh, Look, I could read these every day. The Eden Pure Thunderstorm, I, I still don't know how it does it. It doesn't even have a filter you have to replace. Your air truly smells like nothing. On top of the allergy relief and the killing of viruses and mold, your air can smell clean all the time. Go to Edenpuredeals.com and use the code Jesse Three. That's Jesse in the number three. Edenpuredeals.com code Jesse Three. That gets you a three-pack for under two hundred dollars.
3: You're listening to the Jesse Kelly Show. You're welcome.
7: It is...
4: The Jesse Kelly Show, and we are getting ready to offend a whole bunch of people. <laughs> so, so let's get ready to do that. You know what? Before we offend everyone, you know, before you drag someone down, I've always felt it's best if you compliment them first. Like I walk in the, like like today, I walk in the studio and I say, "Hey, Chris, good job on the show last night." Man, you look like crap. See? Then he's evened out. He doesn't feel bad. Then he feels the same as he did before. So before I offend everybody, Chris, if you wouldn't mind, I would love to hear this. Uh, Hakeem Jeffries, he's a piece of trash communist. He has been a piece of trash communist for a long time. And he was interrogating somebody today, somebody who was defending Clarence Thomas and Ginny Thomas, the two greatest living Americans we have. And, you know, obviously, Clarence Thomas is a black dude. but Akeem Jeffries is a black dude, too, which you probably figured that out as soon as I told you his name was Hakeem Jeffries. But still, you need to know for visual purposes he's a black dude. All right. And he starts asking this guy something. And it's just it was it was such a revealing moment. You know how we always say they only care about communism? The LGBTQ Air Force group, they don't care about gays. They care about communism. All the, quote, civil rights groups. They don't care about black people. They care about communism. The climate change nutters. They don't care about the climate. They care about communism. Here's a great example here. Hakeem Jeffries.
7: You've echoed a similar sentiment. I think your quote is, many on the left hate Justice Thomas because he is a black conservative who has never bowed to those who demand that he must think a certain way because of the color of his skin. What evidence do you have to support that uh, incendiary charge? Uh, When Chairman uh, Benny Thompson calls him an Uncle Tom... Because of his views on voter ID and affirmative action, when in fact more Black Americans support voter ID and uh, in, with respect to affirmative action in college education, they're 62% opposed to it. So, so that is the most vile, disgusting thing you can say. And 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 so yes, reclaiming my time. I just reclaiming, gave you. reclaiming my time. Yes, there are a lot of vile, disgusting things that can. Well, you just asked me for an example. The, the notion that that is right when some members on this side of the aisle and others have been called the N word throughout different points of our life belies uh, the point that you have a particular bias. uh, And it's an overstatement, which is not surprising when you look at the balance of your testimony. And if Chairman Benny Thompson uh, has an observation to make, uh, he's entitled to free speech. You apparently believe that Jenny Thomas, regardless of how many conflicts uh, she has, is entitled to her own political opinions uh, as well. Can I give you another
4: example? No. Mm Mm-hmm. No. No, you can't. We all know what Akeem Jeffries cares about, and it's not black people, right? All right. Now, let's offend everyone. Actually, that probably offended a bunch of people, too. We're on a roll tonight. Jesse at jessikellyshow.com. There's been a lot of talk about student loans, a lot of them, and Joe Biden's about to make some kind of an effort to forgive. That's what they're calling it, student loans. Basically, let people off the hook for their student loans. All right, pull up a chair. Let's have a hard talk. I understand that life is imperfect. Everyone's life is imperfect, right? And it definitely is imperfect when it comes to parenting. Sometimes, sometimes you don't have a mom or you don't have a dad. And so oftentimes, even if you do have one, they suck and they're not, they're not not doing a very good job. So I realize. There are a lot of people who didn't have a father. I had a father. I well, had. I have a father. And um, my father taught me a lot of things. And I feel the need to pass some of those things along in case you didn't have any. Okay, you ready? You ready? Here's, here's just a little something of basics. Don't take out loans. You can't afford to pay back. If I went to my father and I told him, Dad, I, I would love to take out a loan for X. He would say, okay. What's the plan to pay the loan back? And unless I gave him... Something concrete, he would call me an idiot and tell me to get out of his face, and he would be 100% correct. Yes, universities are disgusting. If you want to charge them for the loans and shut down America's university system, I'm actually all for that. I am all for that. Totally game. However, I hear a lot of people, even on the right, using words like predatory when it comes to student loans. Predatory? You are purposely. Attending a communist indoctrination camp, and not only are you purposely attending said indoctrination camp, you are taking out a loan, you are knowingly taking out a loan to pay for the right to attend said indoctrination camp. And oftentimes, you're not doing it to get a degree that will pay off in the end and allow you to pay the loan back. So, no. That's not my problem. Look, again, you want to punish the universities and charge them for it. Fine. I'm fine with that just because I hate the university system. Don't you dare come looking to me, pal. Well, uh, the, they, the, the terms are bad. Uh, you signed the paper, pal. The terms are on the paper. Well, some people are, some people are stupid. Yes, life's hard when you're stupid. That doesn't mean it's my fault. Life is hard for dumb people. It is hard that I've had so many times in my life where I've been dumb I've told you the story before I was young and had a crappy car because all my cars were crappy and I had $600 to my name and my car broke down and I walked in the mechanic shop and I told him hey man check out my car I gotta have it fixed but I only have $600 so you can't charge me don't charge me any more than that and he fixes my car and comes back with a bill for $600 you can get mad at him all you want I was stupid and I deserve that. Stupid should be expensive. Stupid hurts. Stupid costs a lot. If you're too stupid to read the terms on the student loan agreement, don't come to me, pal. Go talk to your father. That's who you need to talk to. Go talk to your dad. Don't come for my money. Don't come for someone else's money. Give your dad a call, whether he ran out on you or maybe he stayed home and he sucked, and just give him a quick call and say, hey, dad, uh, uh, I, I have a job that uh, it pays like $40,000 a year, uh, and I have $100,000 in student loans, and I just want you to know it's your fault, dummy. Don't take out loans you can't afford. Don't take out loans you can't afford. And if you do, don't come looking at me, pal. Put that hand back in your pocket and go grind for it. Kira Davis is with Red State, and she's the ed- editor-at-large with Red State. and she has th- thoughts on this student loan thing. And you know what? We're going to get Kira's thoughts in just a sec. Hang on. I keep hearing that a lot of people are still on the fence about owning gold and silver. Have we already forgotten about the bank closures? Inflation? Global instability? World War III that sadly may be coming? Look They say health is wealth and I couldn't agree more. That's why if you're living with dealing with everyday aches and pains, I want to tell you about Relief Factor. Relief Factor is a daily drug-free supplement that was developed by doctors looking for a way to fight pain naturally. Relief Factor uses a unique formula of natural ingredients like turmeric and omega-3s that all work together to help reduce or eliminate everyday pain. It's not just a pill that masks pain. Relief Factor helps support your body's response to inflammation wherever you're experiencing it, your back, your neck, joints, even your muscles. If pain is affecting your life, here's what you can do. Go to relieffactor.com or call 1-800-4-RELIEF. That's 1-800-the number 4-RELIEF. Get their 3-week quick start kit. It's only 19.95 and it comes with a feel better or your money back guarantee. Don't let pain tell you how to live. Fight back naturally and feel the difference of Relief Factor. I'm not ashamed of saying I love my dog. They do. And I definitely want him to be as healthy as possible. And that's why I get so excited about Rough Greens. I now have a real appreciation for the passion that Rough Greens creator, naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black has for dogs and their good health. Dr. Black knows nutrition is critical for dogs, and that's why he created rough greens with all the needed vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega oils, digestive enzymes, antioxidants, bad breath, odor, poor digestions, achy joints, low energy, all those can be dealt with when you actually give your dog nutrition. Right now, Dr. Black and his dogs are offering a free jumpstart trial bag so your dog can try it. You don't need to change your dog's food. Just add a scoop of Rough Greens to it. A free jumpstart trial bag can be at your door in just a few days. Go to RoughGreens.com slash Jesse or call eight three 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 my dog. That's Roughgreens.com slash Jesse. The Jesse Kelly show, and you know what? I have staff frustrations. I have staff frustrations. I'm not even. I'm not going to be able to ride Kira the way I want to about that sorry Paula Abdul song she just picked because I'm mad at Chris and Michael. I asked for a charging cord, and I am given a one foot cord. A one foot cord. My face is practically pressed against the wall. Joining me now is Kira Davis, editor at large with Red State, and. Running for school board in a critical race in the country, Kira. What would you? What do you think I should do to a staff that hands a man a one-foot-long charging cord?
5: First of all, that wasn't Paula Abdul. That was Janet Jackson. So you apologize to all of us. I'm sorry. I'm
4: sorry. I'm sorry, Kira. You're right. That wasn't fair. (laughs) You're right. You're right. I'm sorry.
5: (laughs) As for your staff, they should be drawn and quartered, obviously.
4: Obviously, they should be drawn and quartered. All right, Kira, I'm making all kinds of friends tonight, as I usually do. I just (laughs) went off for about 10 minutes about how we really apparently have a fatherhood crisis in the country. And I know this by how many people feel like they shouldn't have to pay back student loans. (laughs) Where are the dads to sit down and say, hey, dummy, don't take out a loan you can't afford to pay back? And why is that? Is that not something dads do anymore? That's what my dad did.
5: Um, you know what? And that's what my parents did too. I mean, I was raised with the notion like, if you want to go to college, you're going to have to pay for it. So you'll have to figure out how to pay for it. And if you take out loans, you have to pay all those loans back. They're going to be yours. But I live in an area now, Jesse, where a lot of people, they, they prioritize college. You know, that is you. I mean, I came from a generation where it's like you, you could go to college. That was a good thing and it was a privilege to go to college But there were a lot of people still who didn't. They still went to trade schools and went on, maybe went right into the workforce. But now it's almost like considered a necessity, like it's considered a rite of passage. We don't even talk about college as if it's a decision that kids have to make. We talk about it as if it's the next given step of education. And there's probably a whole lot of reasons for that. That could probably take up a whole other show. Well, but we're, we're just normalizing it, and now no one sits down and goes like, well, but should we?
4: Kira, again, I'm glad you brought that up because I don't know if you see this in your neighborhood. I very much suspect you do, but I see this in my neighborhood all the time where we'll gather, you know, cook out, whatever, crawfish boil something, and the parents will get together, and it turns into, uh, oh, Junior got into Stanford. Oh, Braden got into Princeton. Uh, Aiden got into Harvard. I think parents aren't being good guides for their kids because going to college is bragging rights for them and they're doing it as much for them as they are for the child is that out of line
5: 100 percent. there is a i think that there is a it's a self-fulfilling thing you know for parent it's a sign of, of their good parenting i guess if you get your your kid into college i have to say that i um Every now and again, I go uh, see a, a local therapist here, who, funny enough, actually happens to be like a fan of of my work. He listens to my podcast, mm. so sometimes we get involved in like political conversations. And I was, we were talking about this very issue one day, and he told me, "Yeah, we're in Southern California, where we're in a, we're in an area where education, sports, athletics, those things are very important to parents." And he said, "I would say," he said, "I would say half of my over half of my clients who are." young people, teenage, college age students, over half of my family clients are families who come in with their child who has dropped out of college and I'm having to work through with them why their, their kid isn't a failure. Your kid just didn't belong at Stanford. So you made the choice for your kid that they belong at Stanford and of course they're not prepared for that level of academics. They go, they drop out, they don't like it and then everybody feels like they failed. And so he was like, that's like half my clientele.
4: Oh, jeez.
5: I know. It's so sad.
4: Speaking with Kira Davis, editor at Large Red State and running for school board out there. Kira, I feel like I could have got into Stanford, but it was all politics. They wouldn't let me in.
5: Sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, is it, that's everybody tells them something. I could have gone into Harvard if I had tried. Yeah.
4: Well, that for was, sure. looked, I
5: just didn't want to. Yeah. Well, I didn't well. Even want to.
4: All right, Kira, let's talk about school board because this yeah. is something we push all the time on this show. We talk about it all the time. I lo- My most blessed emails are the ones I get. Jesse, inspired me to run for school board. Jesse, I got on the school board. Thanks for inspiration. You're running for school board. You don't need to run for school board. You're busy. You got a great career. Why, what are you doing that for? It sounds boring.
5: It is boring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, I mean – I've, I have to do it our I we are in a position now where if parents do not step up and start taking the reins we're gonna find ourselves back on the outside of the glass in, in you know right now we are in a unique position in our country we have a we have had the opportunity to see what these boards what these schools are really doing and we're let, getting to see how the sausage gets made and it's an ugly process but You know, when my school board position came open, our school board had voted to extend the mask mandate on our kids here in my area of California. And before we could recall her, she quit, so left us without a representative, didn't even have the courage to to defend the decision she made. And I said, I have to run for school board. Do I have the time? No, but I can't afford not to because it's all hands on deck. And no one else is coming to our rescue. You know what I mean? Like, the cavalry is not coming. We're the cavalry. I think a lot of parents have come to that realization. And a lot of parents have been doing all kinds of work. Not They've been not just running for school board, but organizing and making sure that parents are informed and showing up to school board meetings. And so I thought, well, what can I do? I I know how to talk to people. And I know how to get people inspired. And I know how to um, deal with a lot of political pushback. So I thought this is something I can do for my community and my kid. We can't afford to sit by anymore. This is a revolution.
4: I agree it is. And Kira, I've said this a lot and I mean it. I think everyone's excited about 2022 and I'm glad they are. We need things to be happy about. We need to feel good about things. But I'm not excited about Congress. I mean, that's fine. Good. Whatever. Joe Biden will still be bumbling around in the presidency. I'm excited that we have a generation of freedom fighters about to fill up school boards and city councils in this country. And I think we are. I think there are a lot of people out there like you who realize no one's coming to save us. And I think people are realizing this, too. They're just as smart and capable as the people who are currently there. I think sometimes people feel unqualified and they're not unqualified.
5: Yes, thank you for saying that. I am so glad you said that. When I, I, there was a moment when I, I first started my run for school board and as silly as this sounds, because I've been in the political sphere for a dozen years or more now, uh, there was a part of me that was like, I'm, I'm not up to the challenge. These people know so much more than I do. They're, they're smarter than I am. They're, they're smarter politicians than I am. And then a couple of people made some real bad errors that I was like, this was dumb why would you do it that way if i was in this position i and then i realized you know what these people aren't smarter than mm-hmm. me what am i thinking we we've been told that, that that the experts are the only ones who understand what's going on and i've had people even tell me lifetime politicians tell me in this race like here you don't know what you're getting into you're going to get there you're not going to understand how the process works you have to you have to be informed of how the process works you got to have experience Yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, for sure, things are different when you're on the other side. I get that. But the idea that I can't learn how things work in my government, this is supposed to be a government for the people, by the people. Well, I am the people. And I don't have to go there and just accept that things are the way they are and just get back in line and start the gears grinding all over again. I don't have to do that. And in fact, I don't plan to do that. It's time to be different. And that means when. Parents, when we get elected to our school boards, we can't just be the no vote. We're going to have to change the culture of our mm-hmm. school boards. Yep. That's going to change Congress. That's going to give you, Jesse, the chance to be excited maybe one day about Congress. Mm-hmm. Because politics trickles up, and Congress it will only respond to what's going on at your local level. All you have to do is look around and look at how panicked um, federal Democrats are about what's going on at local levels.
4: Yep. Kira?
5: Right. So they'll change when we change.
4: Kira, if people want to support a local school board candidate, where can they do that?
5: That is me. You can uh, go to my school board site. You can go to KiraForSchoolBoard.org K-I-R-A KiraForSchoolBoard.org Donate money. I'm looking to raise $1,000 this week and $100,000 overall. That's what it's going to take for me to beat the unions. I know it sounds crazy. I think it's crazy too. But that's
4: that's That's where we're at that's the way it is that's money politics costs money kira for schoolboard.org go ahead kira appreciate you
5: thanks
4: jesse get to an email real quick and then we're going to get to phone calls i'm going to open up the lines tonight we'll see if you guys screw it up 877-377-4373 877-377-4373 this email says handsomeness on loan from god i do home health in houston and emailed you before about the growing tension in the inner city contemplated not working in the area today I was at an apartment complex Complex knocking on a door I get the side eye as usual because I'm not from there couple minutes later a young man made a beeline towards me with a machete he told me I have no business here and must leave scared out of my mind I run to my car and take off I just bought a hero gun today Sad, I have to carry one just to do therapy. Keep up the good work. Rush would be proud. Please don't use my name. I won't use your name. That guy got away today, and now he has a hero gun so he can defend himself next time. What if that young man with the machete caught him? Get yourself a hero gun before someone with the machete runs at you. It's a non-lethal gun. It does not require a concealed carry permit. Go to hero2020.com and use the code Jesse. It gets you a special discount. Hero2020.com code Jesse. State restrictions may apply. The
3: Jesse Kelly Show.
4: It is the Jesse Kelly Show. And remember, tomorrow is an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Get your questions in now. Don't wait till tomorrow. Get your questions in now. Jesse at jessikellyshow.com. Ask me anything. The whole show will be your questions. And you can call in tonight. I'll probably regret this. I usually do. 877-377-4373. Before we get to some emails, maybe I get to some calls. I, I, can't, I can't help but keep coming back to this thing.
6: I got into politics, involved in politics because I think the greatest sin that anyone can commit is the abuse of power.
4: The greatest sin anyone can commit is the abuse of power. I'm going to play this for you. This is uh, Brett Baer on Fox News. He was interviewing Rear Admiral Buckig, And uh, just, just sit back and just... Just listen to these people.
6: Are you going to that White House Correspondence Dinner this weekend? I think I will, yeah. So the fact that Dr. Fauci is not going, does that send a signal? Does it say something? I mean, what should people interpret from that? Well,
8: I think, as he said, that's his personal assessment of his personal risk. And I think we are moving into a phase where that's where a lot of the decision making is going to lie, right? We're, we're seeing, uh, of course,
4: there are ups and downs and maybe there. Hold on one sec. I'm going to let him. I'm going to let him finish. I'm going to let him finish. But imagine that. Could you imagine that? What a radical, what a totally new radical concept. Assessing your own personal risk and making your own decisions. Man, that almost sounds like, f- uh, f- what's that word? It starts with an. that almost sounds like freedom.
8: Wow. Imagine that There will be more. But generally, we've seen a move where you've got fewer and fewer general requirements for everybody. And more and more, it's on you as an individual, as a shopper, as a traveler. For I got example, it. But to
6: just when I introduced you, I was talking about the Justice Department appealing that ruling to keep the mask mandate for public transportation right up your alley. Yeah. I mean, don't you think voters will look at that and hold the Biden administration or Democrats um, Kind of responsible for something that they really don't want.
8: Well, the main consideration there isn't the politics of it. It's making sure there's clarity on the public health authority that the CDC has. Did you hear
4: what he just said? Making sure there's clarity on the public health authority the CDC has. I'm going to just direct your attention once again to the headline I opened up the show with. CDC... And FDA altered COVID guidance while under pressure. The organizations, they're so worried about preserving their authority. These organizations are all rotted and they're all corrupted. All of them. This, this, this has got to be a time for a change. We need gigantic reforms. Not reforming you, because that's what they think. You need to be reformed in silence. That's why That's why. now there's now a ministry of disinformation. They're worried about you. The truth is they are the problem. They are the problem, and they need to be reformed. In other words, that would be important to
8: pursue, even if they're not going to use it, right? If, even if they determine... Well, they're talking about trains, planes, buses that the mandates no longer needed, and as you recall, it was actually set to expire within a few days of right now. Anyway,
6: I know, but just let me. Sit, if you're sitting at home, you just told me you're going to the White House Correspondence Dinner. The president's going to the White House Correspondents' Dinner. You're not mandated to wear a mask there, but the administration at the same time is fighting a lawsuit to mandate people on planes, trains, and automobiles, or trains and buses, to wear masks. So, like, if you're sitting at home, there's a disconnect here.
8: Well, I think uh, most of us understand the difference between a hotel ballroom and an airplane.
4: Yeah, we all understand a hotel ballroom um, does not have nearly as clean air as an airplane does because the air is constantly filtered. And once again, we need to remind everybody. I'm not going to let him finish. We've heard enough from the rear admiral for one night. Once again, let's remind everybody. They're not hypocrites. I mean, they are, but that's not the point. If I was to tell you, stay off the lawn. There are landmines on the lawn. You'll die if you go on the lawn. And then, an hour later, you see me walking around the lawn, dancing on the lawn, waving at the neighbor. You're not going to sit back and say, wow, Jesse's a hypocrite. You're going to say Jesse's a liar. The truth is... The pandemic phase is over, according to Dr. Fauci. We are certainly
3: right now in this country out of the pandemic phase.
4: The truth is the pandemic phase never began. Not for these people is what I mean. These people wrap your minds around this because a lot of people, a lot of people will accept. Well, I mean, yeah, they're, they're all vaccinated and stuff now. No, 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 no. Before there was ever a vaccine before there was ever anything. These people did whatever they wanted, whenever they wanted, no matter what. From the very beginning of coronavirus, they were all caught violating their own rules. And they weren't caught violating their own rules because they're hypocrites. They were caught violating their own rules because they're liars. And they were never worried about getting or spreading coronavirus. Ever. Remember uh, Lori Lightfoot, mayor of Chicago, immediately shuts down all the salons and then gets caught immediately getting her crew cut done? That's one of a million examples. From Andrew Cuomo to Gavin Newsom, coast to coast, politicians at the state, local, and federal level always seem to get caught violating their rules, and it's not because they're hypocrites. It's because they were never worried about coronavirus. They lied. And they lied for money and they lied for power, and they're going to get away from it unless we demand a reckoning. All right, let' going take some calls tonight. We only have an hour left before ask Dr. Jesse Friday begins, and there's no calls on Friday. 8773774373. 87737743,73. Hang on.